On this episode, I am joined by a phenomenal soul, Marin Green. Marin has been attending women as a midwife since 2009, first as a licensed midwife and now as an independent autonomous midwife in Sedona, Arizona. Marin is well known for her international association, the Indie Birth Association, which serves and educates women and midwives all over the world. She has co-authored a book about Indie Birth, and recorded almost 200 and counting podcasts, Taking Back Birth, that encourage women and midwives to rethink what they have been taught and reconnect with ancient wisdom in combination with current research and knowledge. With Margot, Marin has co-founded the first Indie Birth Midwifery School in 2017. Marin has been taught by witnessing hundreds of undisturbed births, the best of which have been the births of her own 10 children. Marin enjoys spending time in the Red Rocks of Sedona, Arizona, hiking with her husband, kids, and dogs. Visit IndieBirth.org to learn more. So this episode is so juicy. I invite you to stay tuned, settle in, and join us as we really got into the importance of empowering women to take their health into their hands to explore all the options available to them that may be different than what's mainstream or what their families might think is okay or what they've been taught or shown. And often how what's most popular may not be the best choice for you. So how do we listen to our intuition? How do we find resources? How do we sink into the unknown? Well, stay tuned because that's what we get into. Hello and welcome to another episode of Subtle Medicine brought to you by innerspark.life by Devin Ray Battaglia. This is the resource for the sensitive soul looking to reclaim their power and reconnect to their magic through remembering how to trust their bodies, align with nature and cosmic flow, leverage their subtle energies, and transmute trauma and pain into gifts and purpose. Get ready to dive into all things holistic healing, natural living, conscious relating, epic life changing, and spirituality all steeped in earth-based wisdom. I'm the show's producer, Mike, and now here's your host, Devin. Marin, welcome and thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Devin. I'm so thrilled to meet you and to have this chance to chat with you. Mm, Likewise. Okay. So for starters, I am completely in love with all that you're doing in the world and could probably talk to you for hours about all kinds of things. For the Me, pur- too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And, and likewise, that's how I found you is just looking through things I'm interested in and felt like I came upon a gold mine and I love finding other women that are doing such amazing work. So the feeling is mutual. Thank you so much. And yeah, this, this may end up being, you know, a, a recurring thing. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Cause there's, there's a lot of lightheartedness here and I, I really value that. So for today, I felt really called to, to dive into this notion of empowering women's choices and autonomy about their health and their bodies. Mm. Modern medicine has its place. Yes. And I feel as a species, we're really disconnected. We're continually sterilizing and severing our connection with our innate ancient wisdom of our body. We're not trusting our bodies. We're disconnected from intuition. We're made to believe that all the answers are outside of us. The experts are outside of us. Everything is just outside of this body. Yep. So I'd love to hear a bit about 
kind of what led you to the path that you're on right now and the work that you do, and then maybe take it into some ways that listeners can begin to reconnect with the wisdom of their body and explore other options for themselves. Mm. And honestly, like we said before we hit record, I'm really open (laughs) for the ride and trusting that what needs to be said will be said and spirit just brought this together and we're going to just dive right in. So I'm going to pass the the virtual (laughs) talking stick over to you, my love. Oh, thank you. Yeah, those are some of my favorite topics. It's like where to start. Let's see what comes out. Well, I'm a midwife and I've been working with women for, you know, 16 years or something like that. And I think the story of how I found my own way in doing this work is the same story that is me finding my own truth and my own autonomy. Like those things are not separate at all. So I started the midwifery path in a way that was more medicalized because truly, and this is a side topic, truly a midwifery in this country and really around the world is heavily medicalized nowadays. It's not kind of the old version. You know, we imagine the village midwife, maybe I do. I imagine her all the time. And the kind of um, service that she gave to her community, probably in death as well. So it was a very well-rounded role. And it was probably one that was passed down, you know, through learning and maybe even in a family, right, of women. And so it's really not that way anymore. Um, The medical world has also gotten its hooks into midwifery. And so that's how I started thinking that there wasn't anything weird about that, really, that this was the way you were trained and that I would still, you know, do it the way I wanted to do it. And I did that for a little while and it didn't quite work out for me in that way. Um, It was one of the best things that ever happened to me. So I was licensed here in the state of Arizona on purpose. That's what I wanted, or at least that's what I told myself I wanted. And then after a couple of years, I found myself in a battle with the state Um, over keeping my license because I wasn't able to serve women in this heart-centered way that became so obvious to me. Um, As a woman, as a mother, there just started to be ways that it was no longer resonant with me. Like if I, you know, if I was the one having the baby, I wouldn't want my care to look this way or that way. And I wouldn't want the state telling my midwife what she could do. So I found myself in this position where I still wanted to serve women, but I couldn't do it the way that I had entered into this work. And there's a long story. We have a book we wrote, Margot and I, um, it's called Indie Birth, A Story of Radical Birth Love. The whole, the whole story is in there because it was, it was a long, it was a long story. Um, And so when I kind of came out of that, it was after the birth of my sixth baby. And it was like, I just became a new person. And I think that does happen after birth in general. Um, But in this case, it was a complete redo. And I saw myself possibly not doing this work. You know, I had to be open to that if I was going to not be sort of a more medicalized midwife in this way that we're taught to be, um, then what would I do? You know, maybe, maybe I would find some other way. And so I did. And that was about almost 10 years ago now. And everything has changed for me since then, as far as midwifery goes. And it's no longer 
um, to me, like this caregiver role or like a role where I'm telling women what to do. In my mind, it's truly an equal relationship. And I work with women that are super interested in the spiritual journey of pregnancy and birth um, and really, really wanting to own their experience. So I'm their midwife, I'm their guide, I'm their, you know, maybe advisor at times, but ultimately they have to desire full responsibility and, and probably have thought a lot about what autonomy means to them um, and how, you know, they may not sort of get that in the mainstream world of even midwifery. So it's um, simple and complicated, I think, at the same time. So beautiful and multi-layered. Yeah, there's a lot there. I have a podcast as well called Taking Back Birth. And when I started mine, um, let's see, eight years ago, I was in that place of reimagining what midwifery meant to me. I was pregnant again. This is my seventh baby. So you think, right? Seven times. And maybe, maybe I knew something about this whole thing, but I found myself not knowing anything in the best way, you know, and, and rethinking and reimagining even what prenatal care meant to me and how I wanted to do that with other people. And so it's, it's been an evolution, like a slow evolution of, of finding all of these ways to, you know, you said empower and I, and I like to use that, but also, um, return the power to the women and just be their mirror. You know, I don't, I don't hold the power for them, but I, I am in my own power. So hopefully they feel that it's reflected to them and they really can own this experience. You know, women's health, pregnancy, like you said, they're all issues where women are used to asking everybody else if they're okay and asking other people what they think and, you know, doing a lot of Google searches to find out what's safe in pregnancy. And, and some of that's just normal, you know, totally like that's what we do. But ultimately, we each have the answer for ourselves in pregnancy and in health. And it feels really powerful to hold that role for women and watch them truly claim that and, and not need, you know, for me to to be a part of that in the sense of like that I did it for them or, you know, it's very, very, very rarely um, am I super useful in that way uh, in a traditional, you know, midwife kind of way. Mm. There's, I love what, what's coming up for me right now as I'm listening to you is how there's such this, this energy of fear, that lack of trust for self and, and really knowing what's best, whether it's, it's in the, the pregnancy process or it's in healing, you know, one's thyroid or adrenals or whatever that looks like. There's such that mistrust. And then there's this deep fear and the way that I've kind of interpreted that. And, and in my own experience and in working with people is it's like this deep fear of the feminine of anything that is cyclical, spirally unknown, and it's like when we're, when we're dealing with, with the cycles of life and death and healing and, and dis-ease, it's like so much is unknown and it's not linear. It's not logical. It's not in the more, um, you know, quote, masculine energy where things are so the sun rises and it sets and it's just da, da, da. And it's, it's so logical. And to me, that, that's like what the medical world is like now. There's so much fear and of anything that is in that, that unknown. Yeah. 
Yeah. We're spiral sisters for sure. I mean, I, I, we totally like teach that whole thing, you know, in, in the way that you do, which again is just funny how we were, how we found each other. Um, you know, we teach our students or midwifery students, just the wise woman model. And that's exactly how we describe it too. Like it's really messy and there isn't always an answer. And this idea, even that midwifery and birth, you know, could be so linear, could be so concrete. Um, it's just not that way. And maybe some women have that experience, you know, and that's fine as well. But we find that there's more uncertainty, you know, on both sides, whether you're the midwife or you're the pregnant woman, it's a journey. You don't know kind of where you are. Sometimes you don't know where it'll wind up. Um, we don't control birth. We don't control life. We don't control death. And I think those are also some of the questions that bring up a lot of fear for people. You know, they really, really want more solid answers to those things and they don't want to enter into the unknowing. So it's nice to see that. I think we're, we're moving away from that in a lot of ways. Um, and people are willing to explore and create, you know, create a pregnancy um, and the pregnancy experience, create their birth experience. Like there's so many other cool things that start to come in once you release the control over, you know, it always looks like this and this is how birth goes or whatever it is. Say more about that. The cool things that come in when you let go of that, that need to have an answer. Yeah. I think for a lot of the women I work with and for myself and my own experiences, it's really um, an increased focus on the emotional experience of pregnancy. And so again, where I totally resonate with you, in fact, I posted your mother wound article on our social site again this morning, because someone had asked a question and it was totally appropriate and everybody loves it. Like that kind of stuff. Like let's really dig into what's there. Let's dig into our ancestry. Yeah. Um, let's look at how our mother's births were, our grandmother's births were, what were they like as women? I mean, what were the circumstances of them even getting pregnant? Like there's a lot there and it's not always pretty. <laughs> it's not always like roses and the kind of stories that women want to share. So um, there's that element of kind of clearing our ancestral path in pregnancy and birth. And then whatever spirituality means to someone, you know, I know what it means for me for the most part, but just being that support as somebody goes through their pregnancy um, and they're wanting to explore that in whatever ways. And I, I do that a lot, um, virtually even, and I never know like what's going to come up. You know, I, I, I'm sure you understand that. Like when you're supporting someone in that way, what does that even mean? Um, all kinds of things, but just that pregnancy isn't a physical experience alone. You know, I, we had a workshop here this weekend and people come from all over and there was a woman that came and so sweet. She was pregnant and she's a couple of hours away. So she's like, Oh, you know, can I do a virtual appointment? Totally. You know, let's, let's do it. Um, and she said, you know, I have a lovely midwife, but she's very focused on the medical experience of pregnancy. So she said, I feel very supported in that. But what I'm missing is I want to talk about all of this other stuff. I want to talk about, you know, things I don't know, things are coming up in, in a spiritual way, what I'm seeing and what this means and what this baby is saying to me. And, and I'm not really finding that support. So um, I think it's great. And I also think it's kind of sad that that's not a part of midwifery in a lot of circles anymore. But anyway, I think that's what we're trying to change too. Yeah. So good. 
there is a lack of support in anything that isn't in a textbook, right? Like anything that's not, and again, for birth or for anything that that is a a natural part of the physical body and and its different stages of health or disease, there isn't support if it's not in a textbook and it's not super, you know, I I just keep having images of of white coats as we're talking. And again, this isn't like about bashing the white coats. I'm totally not doing that. Everything has a place. And my dream world, there would be so much more integration with all of these things. And there wouldn't be this, this shaming of anyone who wants to explore the more spiritual aspects of pregnancy, for example. I've had, I've had friends who've, who've told me almost like they had to confide in me that their baby was speaking to them, you know, because, because it's going to mean they're crazy and someone's going to lock them up or something. And it's just, that is so sad to me that that isn't there. And I think, yeah, let's, let's go, let's go there. That kind of shaming piece that I think prevents people from exploring anything that isn't okay and mainstream. Yeah, I know. I guess I'm not as exposed to that in some ways, although another example from this workshop. So we will get like 30 or 40 people here, which is really awesome. And a lot of the women that come and guys come too. a lot of the women that come haven't had babies, which is really awesome. Or, you know, maybe are even grandmothers. So there's a really nice variety of people. And yeah, one of the women commented this weekend, she just like thanked everybody in the space. You know, she was like, thank you all for being here and being willing to talk about these things. Cause she said, where I'm from, this is like crazy talk. So this is what I've always believed. She's never even been pregnant before, but she's like, this is what I always kind of imagined that I would want to do if I were pregnant. These are the kind of things I'd want to talk about. So yeah, that kind of made me think like, oh yeah, right. These aren't conversations everybody's having. Um, yeah. And the shame piece. I mean, I know you, you talk a lot about that as well in, in the ways that you do and in the feminine aspect. And I totally agree. I think there is just this underlying lack of, wholeness and and worth for women in general and it's something yeah that that super comes up in pregnancy you know just like the mother wound stuff like this idea of not being enough is I think something that I believe even the babies are really like bringing up for a lot of women right now to work through Um, so I don't know, I don't have the answer as to like how to deal with that. I think support is great talking about these things openly. Um, you know, on my podcast, I do that as well. And, and people usually respond just amazingly. They're like, this is exactly what I'm thinking in my head. (laughs) Thanks for saying it. So maybe just people like us too, being willing to, to hold space for those conversations and to add what we can and, and again, just reminding people that the feminine way is there for us, you know, to explore and you just have to dive in, you know, and, and not necessarily care what, what people are thinking. You have to do what feels right for you. Yeah. Do what feels right for you and, and seek out cause, cause we're here. There are, it, it might, and sometimes, you know, I, I love what you said about being being that voice so someone can hear and be like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was thinking or I would have never said that out loud or 
And that is something I, I love so much about your work and, and the, the episodes of yours that I've listened to that that openness is there. And it's so it's so healing to to be the the sharer and also the witness. And um, I think for for people just to realize that any type of secret thoughts or concerns or that that flicker of, you know what, I don't know that I want to take that pill or I don't know that I want to listen to my doctor who says that my birth can only look like that. Trust those flickers and know that there are people out there who, who get it and who have maybe not the answers, like you said, because I don't have the answers. Mm. You don't have the answers, mm. but can provide that sacred space for you to hear yourself and hear the answers within yourself. Exactly. I think has been instrumental in my own journey and in my own healing over many years, finding those, those mm. communities. And we yeah. live in such an interesting time now where we can, we can find each other. It's a, it's a bit noisy out there, right? In the, in the world yeah. of of the internet, but we can definitely find each other. Yeah, that's so true. And I totally love the internet for all of those connections. Um, because there are there are a ton of women out there that are asking questions. And like you said, just that flicker or that, that little bit of knowing, um, go with that, you know, no one knows everything. And I think another thing that comes up, like in some of these conversations for me, is, you know, kind of this dog, these dogmatic beliefs too. So we have the medicalized world and, you know, we're pretty clear on what we think those beliefs are, but then even in kind of like the more spiritual or, you know, naturally minded pregnancy, there's a lot of judgment and there's a lot of like, it only looks this way. And I think Margo and I have, have worked really hard to create a community where, we just want smart women that are open to possibilities to be around. We don't have the answers. And even with birth, like, yes, home birth is wonderful. You know, that's what I've chosen for my babies. Um, but really it's digging into your own wisdom and finding out what you need to do for you and being supported in that, you know, it's not like a home birth only club and that's the only place you can, explore these things. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's something that comes up a lot for us. So I thought I'd share that it's more just being open and being willing to like consult your own inner guide than it is doing a specific thing. Yeah. I love that you brought that up being open to your own inner guide. And because even if you're in, it's kind of like, it's, 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 um, finding the the spectrum for you between, you know, super medical sterilized and like super right. home birth has to look this way because both sides, the super spiritual or the more, I guess, mainstream have their kind of dogmatic beliefs and, and can kind of, you can do it wrong in either camp. And so, yeah, I, I love that finding that, that place for you. Maybe it's, it's a little bit of, of both. It's dancing along the spectrum. It depends on on the need and on the day totally. and on the maybe last pregnancy was different than this one or, you know, exactly whatever that is. Exactly. Yeah, totally. In pregnancy and in health that I think as smart, powerful women, we have to believe that we're worthy of all the options. Like our menu is so large, you know, 
And that's, again, something that comes up. A lot of women are traumatized from birth experiences. And so with that trauma, you know, they might enter into another experience feeling like, oh my God, it has to be this way because it was, it was black last time. So it has to be white this time rather than opening up to what does this baby require? You know, and of course the, the greatest unknown is like, what lessons are to come to me from this experience? You know, my last birth was never what I had expected. Um, he's my 10th baby and it was a really wonky labor and it was a crazy pregnancy. It was probably like my most spiritually connected pregnancy, but it wasn't all roses. Like it was deep and hard and sort of that, that layer of, of things. And so his birth really reflected that. Um, and as I was pushing at home, I felt like he was not okay. Mm-hmm. And I listened with my fetoscope and his heart rate wasn't great, um, which mean, could mean a billion things. But intuitively, I was like, nope my baby is not okay. My baby needs to get out like now. And I wasn't sure if I would be able to do that at home in the time that was required, which sounds crazy because I've birthed a lot of babies, but um, he was in a really weird position and he was not coming out. So I went to the hospital and I pushed all the way there in an ambulance and I got to the hospital and I pushed him out on the table and it was so beautiful and perfect. They completely held space for me. They did not touch me. They did not ask me anything. They did not I did not have to refuse anything. It was like all of my other births, but it was in this place that I hadn't predicted. And so it was so humbling because, you know, again, you'd think that I would expect a certain way and I'm sure people expected me to do a certain thing. Um, And it was really, really humbling and, and unpredictable. But at the same time, I felt just so grateful that I was open to whatever needed to happen. And that wasn't an easy journey either. Like I kind of kicked and screamed the whole, you know, figuratively (laughs) the whole way. Um, But my point being like, we don't always know what's needed and our power comes from somewhere inside of us. It's not really, you know, it's not really something that the external world um, gets to decide for us. So for everybody that thinks it needs to go this way or natural birth only means this thing. Um, yeah, there are ways we talk about it, but what's right for you. And even un- in unexpected situations, you know, can you access your own power and your wisdom to make the best choice for you? That's what should matter. I feel like that's what we should be talking about with pregnant women always. Um, just coming back to that, like, is this right for you? And what do you need? Thank you so much for sharing that. I have like tingles and tears <laughs> listening to you. Like, I, I can feel the the depth and the profundity of that for you. What Thank a lesson. You. Thank you. It, yeah, it was, I don't think I've ever done anything so hard in my life. I mean, physically hard. And then just the spiritual journey of this baby has been like no other. Um, so anyway, that's opened me up to even new possibilities and, and new ways that birth can look because I myself would have maybe like snickered at someone if they were like, oh, but you know, you can, you can have a hospital birth that looks this way. Um, I might've said, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. And now I know it's true that we really can also manifest um, what we want and what we need. And, and the, and the lessons are so deep, you know, it's just so much more than external circumstance. Yeah. Leaning into our own power. And I I love what you said that, that kind of spiritual fluidity comes to me as I'm listening to you, that ability to 
in each moment, ask yourself, what do I need? What's right now? And what's right now? And now, because it might not be what was right yesterday or even five minutes ago. And having that, that trust in yourself, it's freaking hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is hard because I think fear is a natural response sometimes. So I think it's a matter of, you know, practicing your intuition, if if that's the way to say it. I mean, we talk a, a lot about that with pregnant women, that the goal, I mean, if there is a goal, it is to be connected to your body and your baby in such a way that you are the one that knows. And I think that's surprising to people sometimes, like overall surprising, but also maybe initially when they're pregnant and they start care, you know, with me, um, yes, I'm your midwife, but I tell them I can never know more about what's going on with you than you know. So, you know, you can bounce ideas off of me. I can give you my two cents. I can do the clinical stuff on the outside and tell you what I hear, or what I see, but you have to trust you're the one that knows. And if you don't trust that, you know, early pregnancy, that's also really normal. So like, let's take this journey together and let's support you in working on that. So you are the one, like you must be the one, um, you know, there's just no one else that knows. And that's a big job. That's a big responsibility. But I think people are also handing that off, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that makes them feel like, well, someone else will do it. Someone else is responsible, but you can't actually really get rid of that because, you know, then if someone doesn't act the way you want or something happens, um, then blame comes in and all of these ways that people are like, but wait, you know, um, you were supposed to do that for me. You were supposed to make sure my birth went this way. It's really not possible. So we can accept the responsibility or, or we don't, you know, it's one or the other. Yeah. But yeah. Taking that into also, I see possibly the, I did everything right. And I'm not good enough story as another, that kind of not taking full responsibility is, could be another avenue of bringing that up. And I, I love what we were saying about the, the dogma of both sides, just going back to that for a moment, the dogma Mm -hmm. of, of the super spiritual world or the super mainstream world and how both of, of those extremes love to do that, that shaming and perpetuating of the, I'm not enough story and how, whether it's again, healing something in the body or birth, anything that has to do with your autonomous body, that, that handing over of that power and like adhering to these strict extremes and, and, and not getting the results you want. And I, I just see that so much. And I, I've experienced that when I was feeling some of my own hormonal imbalances and reproductive issues, I didn't have a period for like three and a half years. And it wasn't the classic, you know, hypothalamic amenorrhea that we see. I didn't have an eating disorder. I was not Mm. emaciated. Um, and being so just like, why isn't this happening? Why aren't I, it's, I'm not right enough. I'm not doing it right enough. And that self listening piece wasn't there. And maybe the openness to blend, like, you know, maybe it's okay to go see the doctor. Maybe these things over here don't have the, all the answers being able and, and willing to, to be on that spectrum between the poles. Yeah. Yeah. The not knowing and having whatever support, you know, we need in, navigating that and all of the feelings that come with not knowing, you know, whether it's 
hard to surrender or, you know, needing, like you say, kind of like an answer, a mental answer, a solution, like those are the hardest times. Um, and it's so easy, you know, I've been there too, to like, want to reach for, oh, but like this thing is supposed to work or like this thing will help me. And it's just not that way. I mean, that hasn't been my experience. It's humbling to realize, well, it's humbling and also super powerful to realize like you are the only one, you know, you are the only one that can know, (laughs) can, you know, can solve this for yourself. So pregnancy and birth are the same ways. And there's so many opportunities for women to experience that. I think even if they haven't, you know, so many things that come up from physical discomforts to like, whatever connection with the baby, um, where I think I enjoy turning the question back on them. You know, when I'm asked, oh, is this thing safe? Can I eat this? Or what about this? And it's like, what do you think? you know, I know what I think mostly, and I can share that with you and you can Google it, but what do you feel about this? And is, you know, um, a concrete solution, what you're really craving, or is it just uncomfortable to not know Mm -hmm. or to take this deeper? You know, it makes me think of like, we talk about like Susan Weed's six steps of healing a lot as far as birth goes. And I love that, right? It's like the first thing is do nothing, just like sit in it and figure out what's up. Um, And, you know, increasing intervention is actual things to do or take, even if they're supplements or, you know, ways to like physically manipulate the body. But there are so many steps before that. And in pregnancy, that becomes, I think, so relevant because there are all chances to just sink in to your knowingness and find that for yourself, maybe for the first time. So that all sounds really abstract. I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about, but I will probably do. (laughs) It made perfect sense to me. I'm like, yes, I'm right there with you. And I think that, um, yeah, that mother wound and the shame and just so much of the like psycho-emotional things that block us from accessing that knowingness, which are actually the greatest lessons and the greatest bombs and, and medicine and healing agents that exist, right? Like for me, and I'll, I'll use my, my cycle as an example, I did all the freaking things. Like I was doing all the supplements and the herbs and the, this and the, that, and like nothing until I dove in and had the most epic healing and clearing with my mother. Mm. Thank goodness. Cause she passed four months later. Oh, wow. Then I ovulated and had a period yeah. and it's like, okay. Totally believe it. You know, that, that made me just the ultimate kind of believer, so to speak. And yeah, that sinking into that, that discomfort, you said being yeah. with that unknowing unknown is is the place where the answers are yeah oh that's such a cool story I love that and yeah that really 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 resonates and I don't even know the whole complex journey obviously but um yeah those are the kind of things I love talking about as they relate to pregnancy too and yeah fertility and all kinds of things is like what's actually going on what's actually going on? And can we help people uncover those pieces and, you know, watch them put the pieces back together for themselves? It's true power. 
And being that that sacred space holder for me is such a sacred privilege and honor to witness somebody. And I, I've used the word mid, midwife to kind of midwife their, mm. their recollection of their power and their innate wisdom and their inner healer is just profound. And so to hold space to actually midwife like them birthing being the vessel for this new soul to come through is just I can't even imagine yeah yeah I'm honored and humbled regularly as well totally and and for me like where I am right now just with personal stuff that's going on and I'm sure the world in general um, I'm doing more kind of this kind of thing you know virtual virtual stuff um, prenatal, prenatal exploration of these issues and not necessarily being present for people's births. And that's just as powerful in a way. Like I'm finding that that's working for me fine, especially with a baby. I'm like, I don't want to be on call right now. I really just wanted to stay home and be with my baby. So I didn't know. I'm like, will, will it be as fulfilling in a sense? But it is. And I get to hear about people having their babies and, and them just saying like, oh, we did it this way or we did it that way. And it was really helpful to have worked through the things that we did together. So it's cool, all the ways that we can hold space, even from afar. And being in that, that flexible, adaptive place when the outside world is crazy, being able to pivot and say, okay, it can't look like this. How can it look? I hear that, that that theme popping up again for you yeah, and for all of us right now, like you said, with switching yeah, virtual ways. Right? And like an increased urgency, I feel to, for me, like work in this way that feels the most true for me. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to work with just anyone either. Like, I think there are lots of women that well, we're all on our journey. So it's not a judgment of that, but like are just on different places of the journey, you know, and I lately just feel more clear of like, nope, I can only support people that are wanting to talk about these things and, and whatever, like I'm just over some of the other ways of being <laughs> with people. And I feel like they, you know, there's plenty of other choices out there. There's plenty of midwives, there's plenty of doctors, and most people are just happy to like take the blood pressure and, you know, feel the belly and next person kind of thing. So it feels good that these times have kicked our butts in that way, I think. Right. I'm right there with you. That fierce clarity and knowing, which is a beautiful kind of synopsis of everything we've been talking about, right? This, this external unknown force, and we were able to sink into it, be with the discomfort, be with the mm -hmm. unknown. And from that birth clarity, yeah, that's so true. You're so right. Yeah, there's just no time like the present for people to really figure out who they are, you know, and being able to hold that space just feels like amazing. You know, that's the work. That's the work that we're each doing individually. And then if we can help other people by being that support, that's what's going to change the world. You know, it's not happening at this other level, like looking out on the mass consciousness and just being like, oh, God, you know, what do we, what do we do? What is there to be done? And it's, there is no answer other than we just each start with ourselves and it ripples out. And the more people become clear about who they are and what they want and, you know, where they're going to a certain extent, that'll be hopefully what 
turns this ship around i hope so beautifully so all the ways so true so we've we've covered a lot of different ways my my intention and i we could just keep going like forever (laughs) and i would love to have you back sometime and my intention for today when i was feeling into it was i want people to listen to this and to get off of the episode feeling more open, more empowered, more open to possibilities and different ways of thinking about their own body, their own intuition, their own health, their own pregnancies, and just being open to letting go of what they think it needs to look like, letting go of what mainstream health practices have told them they need to look like, even ways of of engaging with their intuition or their bodies, like just dropping it all. And we've covered a lot of things. And so maybe we can just kind of like recap or give, because I, I know people also, they like lists and they like tangibles and we're, <laughs> we're, this is a very abstract kind of intangible concept. So maybe like some ways of, of reconnecting with the body or reconnecting with the intuition or exploring other holistic and complementary healing modalities. Yeah. Yeah. Lists. Yeah. I like lists too. Hmm. Just a couple of like, here, these are some good little things to go get you started. Right. Well, if you are pregnant, for example, um, the beginning series of my podcast, and that's called Taking Back Birth, starts with me questioning just all of the things about pregnancy. So testing options, what prenatal care even is, you know, like most women are going into a doctor or midwife once a month, right? They're kind of like, waiting a long time in the waiting room, then they're in there for 10 minutes. And like, I think the point, if there is a point that people could take home in a concrete manner is just start asking questions. You don't have to know the answers, but just be curious, be curious. Like, what is this test for? Why does it, why do they ask me to do this thing? Um, And then just slowly start to peel back the layers. And I think the biggest question around pregnancy and birth to ask yourself at a certain point, whenever that point appears for you is, what do I actually believe about my body? What do I believe about this process? Because I think that's ultimately what we're looking at. We talk about like medicalized birth, um, but that is an umbrella for a belief system. And that belief system is birth is dangerous. Our bodies can't be trusted women are women and babies are like this disaster thing waiting to happen. And we need to control the situation. So you have to be honest with yourself. Do you believe that? Where do you believe that? And then you can kind of sort from there. And then of course, another belief system is our bodies are perfect. We were made to do this. Um, You know, birth is natural. Birth isn't a medical emergency. So I think you can yeah, just start to ask yourself questions. And if you need help with those questions, then those podcasts would be a good recommendation. I mean, we have all kinds of resources on the Indie Birth site, free blog posts, we have a billion courses. So if it's anything that piques your interest, just wade in, you know, just wade your feet in, you don't have to commit to anything crazy. Um, You can just slowly start to explore. And I think that's really the way it goes, right? Like we don't have to sell our soul to anything. We just have to find where we resonate and we keep what works and we leave the rest. So I don't know if that's concrete, but I tried. (laughs) That's so, no, I, oh my gosh. I, again, every time you open your mouth, I'm like, yes, reach it. (laughs) 
so good. And seriously, your your website is just a wealth of resources. So for anyone that is interested in midwifery or having a baby or anything in between, like go check it out because there's so much on there. Yeah. And I think a main thing I heard from you was asking questions seeking the the resources to support you and and sifting through what feels true what what doesn't feel true sure and questioning those beliefs and that that was going to be something I was I was going to add to is feeling into you know whatever the the thing is pregnant health challenge whatever even even you know what color do I want to paint my room (laughs) right Right. (laughs) just feeling into like well how how does this feel what do I believe about this? Do I want to paint my room this color because my mother taught me that rooms can only be painted cream, but really you right. might want it freaking bright yellow. Right. You know, feeling into like what actually is true for me and yeah. trusting that little, and we've, we've said this before today, trusting that nudge, that flicker, anything that doesn't really feel completely aligned, like you, you don't have to, you don't have to choose it. No. Like right. Mary said, your menu can be huge. <laughs> and I hope it is. And realize too, that no one cares more than you about you. Like there's no midwife, there's no doctor, like truly nobody cares more than you. And also in the nicest way, nobody cares. Like I think people put a lot of focus on, you know, what will people think or this and that. And ultimately, yeah, people might might hear stuff or, or maybe your parents aren't supportive of you having a home birth, whatever it is. But I mean, ultimately we're all living our lives, hopefully. And especially if you're pregnant, I think that's like a kick in the butt to, um, take on that responsibility of like, okay, it's no longer about what everybody else thinks. Like this might be the first time that you're like, I have to just care about me. I just have to make these decisions for me and this baby in a way that feels good. And, and surround yourself with people that feel that way and support you if possible. And it is possible. We're here. We're in scare. It's so possible. It's so possible. And we have a free community, um, kind of like a Facebook-esque, but it's just Indie Birth and that's free to join. And there's just people all all over the world there. And that's the community where people are talking about all of these things and, you know, they're spirit babies. And then also, you know, like, what about this test? And this was the number that came back. And does anybody have any feedback? You know, I think it's the feminine is everything we've shared. And I truly believe that the unknowing and the messiness. And then I think in pregnancy and birth, for sure, there is this like analytical piece, there is the masculine, I mean, there's always the balance of uh, feminine and masculine. But um, I think that's great too. And I think a lot of women start asking the questions and they start with like the information and the research. And that's great. You know, you got to start somewhere for me. Ultimately, that's not how I end up making choices, but I do see that as a piece of like, um, like an entry point into just taking responsibility. So all of the conversations are important, all of them. Yeah. And I, I love that you mentioned that because we're all so different. And I think that so many of us are so up here in our heads and, and not down in our hearts so that whatever your entry point is, if it's wanting to analyze the range of your lab work, or, you know, if, if it's feeling into the, the deep psycho-emotional cause of your adrenal fatigue, for example, like it's all, right. it's all, Do all the things. Follow, follow those threads, <laughs> follow those threads. Totally. Yeah. I love that. Oh, 
Okay, I think we will leave it here for today. Tell us again, you've mentioned, and I'll put it in the show notes and in the intro, but where people can come and play with you and learn more. Sure. So indiebirth.org is the main site and you can just email us from there and kind of take a look around the podcasts. Are there virtual visits, all kinds of stuff. Uh, There's a lot of stuff. So you could start there. Um, The free social network is just social.indiebirth.org. And that's free to join to anybody that's curious about learning. And then from there, you know, you probably be on our newsletter list and find out about actual offerings. We do doula trainings. We have a midwifery school. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. It's like everywhere. So if you're interested, you will, you will find it. And yeah, I think that's it. I'm so honored to have just been here with you and, and had these really awesome conversations. It feels super special. It does. It feels very nourishing. And I just admire you and the work you're doing. And seriously, go check out the site. Your school's curriculum was amazing. It just, I was, I was reading through it and I was like, I want to go to schools again. This is awesome. So thank you for what you're doing in the world. And thank you for being you. And I hope that this is just the first of, of more conversations and, and nourishing interactions between us to come. I think it will be. And thank you. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I imagine it will be the first of many to come. So share with me how this landed with you and what your experience has been, whether it was in birth or in healing something in your own physical body. What has this possibly opened up for you? I would love to hear more. So head over to innerspark.life to share and to learn more about resources to support the sensitive introverted soul in reclaiming their power, healing their bodies, loving their life, and all things holistic healing, holistic spirituality, and life. <laughs>